Hello, everyone, Podcast Land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week, we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by the Maestro. You don't happen to have six fingers on your hand, do you? No. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we also have the cowboy. I have a microphone. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's real. Not like the other microphone where if you talk into it too close, it spits at you. Uh, this is a real microphone that I talk into. Hold on a second. What kind of microphone spits back at you? Oh, oh, that's yeah. the microphone the girls talk into. What? If they talk into it really close. Oh, God. Okay. And by microphone, I mean penis. This week, we continue. Oh. <laughs> our, we're doing our... <laughs> Uh, oh my god. October Halloween Horror Fest, which is curated by Hollywood. You heard last week we did the Freddy vs. Jason, which was interesting. It was fun. Good one. Check that out if you haven't already. This week we are watching, from 2007, 30 Days of Night. This Wait, is- not 2010? To the, no, to the <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Is it thirty days a night? Isn't that the isn't that the, the sequel like thirty not like thirty weeks or something like that? Or something like that? No, that it's thirty days of no, night, but it's called like night fever or something. Oh, okay, night, yeah, black night out or something like the blackout or something. Got know. it. Yeah, you're thinking it's twenty eight days later or twenty eight weeks later. Uh, who cares? This movie was directed by David Slade. It stars Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston, Ben Foster, and Mark Boone Jr. I'll do the synopsis real quick, then we'll get into our thoughts about the movie. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Have you ever seen this movie before? Wait, that was the synopsis? That, that was, was it? That's it. That, that basically sums up the entire movie. What what else would you like in there? Touche. <laughs> Have you seen this before, Mister? He, he he wants a tushy in it. Mm. 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 Okay. So, have you seen it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before before this viewing, yeah, you have seen this. Yes. Okay, uh, cowboy. Uh, never. No. No. Okay. This is a weird one because for some reason I thought we had already done this on spoilers. And I think it may be because Hollywood or Maestro said, you should watch this. And then I watched it, and then we talked about it probably before we recorded something. And we we talked about it at length, so I thought we did a podcast. I don't know. I'm a crazy person. I don't remember things. I, I speak so much all the time that I don't know what's being recorded, what's not being recorded. So I'm drinking beer. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What? Uh <laughs> So there was a little bit of a mix-up here. Uh, Cowboy, you watched the 2010 version of this, which was the the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And I had so much to talk about <laughs> watching the sequel. Yeah. Um, it just, just, I have to. We're never doing the sequel I, on it, this, are we? Probably not. But I, I want to get into that maybe after we do this the review of this version. I want to ask you questions about the second one because I, I have not seen the second one. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of curious. I was surprised that there was a second one. To be honest, I didn't know that was a possibility. It could be a special we could use, like a 15 minute little snippet afterwards. Sure, why not? So I, I have seen this movie before, and it was within the past, I think, five years. And I remember liking it when I watched it the first time. 
Why did you like it? I don't remember, especially after watching it this time, because now I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I can refresh your memory because we talked about it. Like, uh, okay. What did I like about it? <laughs> you liked the fact that they weren't your run-of-the-mill vampires, like the sparkly kind. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. You liked, how, you liked how visceral they were. Now, they weren't exactly talking in tongues. They were talking like in like some sort of creature-ish type of attitude. Mm. It wasn't exactly... Uh, um, just like an old language, it was uh, like almost like an animal language. Interesting. Okay, I can see myself saying that. After watching it this time, I have different opinions. Uh, <laughs> though uh, the uh, the vampires in this are bilingual. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Yeah. They, they they do. I mean, speak both. They, they understand. They understand English, especially when they like, oh, when little girls like, oh my god, oh god, please God, and he's like God, and he looks up. I love that. Scene. That was pretty good. He's like God? Question mark. He looks up. He's like. No God. <laughs> that's, that's great. I, I had forgotten about that scene. So when it happened this time, it caught me off guard because I, I didn't know what the hell he was doing. He said, God, looking around like, what is this? What, why are you pausing for so long? No God. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> well executed. Danny Houston, man. I do like the idea that they had where they did speaking clicks. See, that was weird for me. Why? It just... It was. It was just. It felt weird. I, I guess the first time uh, the, when I talked to you about it, I appreciated it. But this time, it felt. It felt odd. The fact they weren't speaking wow. English at all. Apparently, they, they understand could, English. Well, they, they came from some sort of like rural eastern uh, place, of of course. Because Pencil, they, they I think it was like uh, they, Transylvania. There we go. Sure, <laughs> let's do that. Um, I was thinking like Russia, maybe something like I, that. I, I I got a different take on it. I I. I got to take more like they were uh, like an ancient species of um, vampires because yes. they they made it. I there was I, I looked at it. There was a couple ways, a couple reasons why he was like, we cannot have any survivors. We've been um, a story, a yes. scary story in people's heads for so long. We don't want them to be talking. Right. I think he said it took us centuries to uh, make them believe we were just a bad dream. Something, yes. something to that effect. So, I mean, centuries. So it's like a, almost like an ancient evil vampire language from well, Transylvania. Well, okay. <laughs> centuries indicates like hundreds and hundreds of years. But ancient means thousands, I feel. So I don't know if they're that old. Oh, m- if millennia. they were that old, right. huh? Millennia is that? Sure, mm. but my point is, um, for them, their attitude, the way they walked, dre- uh, not walked, the way they dressed, resembled that of uh, turn of the century kind of uh, clothing. So my take on it is, one of them, or maybe a couple of them, are ancient, but the rest of them aren't. Okay, I, I could buy that. Because we do see that there are people being turned, uh, although they do make it a point to not turn turn anybody. They, they when, when they come to this town, all right, hold on, let's back it up. Uh, the, the the premise is Thirty Days of Night comes from they are in Barrow, Alaska, which is a place where apparently uh, the sun goes down, doesn't come back up for thirty days. It, it's yeah. above the Arct- It's above the Arctic Arctic Circle. Right. Yes. 
So that's what third, third days of night is. So now because mm-hmm. there is no sunlight, this would be a prime hunting spot for vampires because mm-hmm. they can't be out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, now this is where the vampires are attacking. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing that I'm kind of confused about. They, they don't, there's not a whole lot of backstory. There's no information given about these vampires. They just start attacking. Yeah. And they, they're given instructors by Danny Houston, the main, the main guy, to yeah. not turn anybody, just yeah. take their heads off. Yeah. What? Why? What? Uh, why Decapitation kills. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh. That and to uh, increase the, the, the feedings or the amount of people, mouths to feed uh, makes it harder for the rest of them. Okay. Yeah, that actually just triggered the, the answer because they're biting them to death. Yes. So if they leave them alive, they will turn. Yes. So by taking the heads off, they cannot turn. Yeah. And, Correct. De- and oh. decapitation kills. Right. Okay. Uh, another thing that bothered me about the feedings in general, they, they, are, they are doing this to feed. Yes? This is what yes. the whole purpose Correct. is. Yes. Like bears. If I was going to eat something, I would not slam my face in the plate, wiggle it around, and lose a bunch of the food off of the plate. Well, that's the question, man. I mean, what are they feeding off of? The blood or the, or the viscera? The, the blood, apparently, because as soon as they, they, they started turning... They feed off the blood. Yeah. When, when, when uh, who was... The, the, the older, I think it was the Indian or, or black gentleman, when he starts turning and asks to be killed, he, just, he says something to the effect of, I'm so thirsty. So, yeah, blood is what they apparently feed off of. Yeah. Which, which fits in with, that's what we know, vampires. Yeah. So my thing is, if you're a vampire and you're going to try to eat, yeah, you're not going to be <laughs> ripping because you're so much blood is now spurting everywhere that could be in your stomach, but now it's all over the floor. Well, the whole point about it is they have thirty days a night. They have to make sure that no one survives, and they can have fun. They're not necessarily what you might consider etiquette-based vampires. <laughs> They're not proper. Yeah, I, I I agree because they have. That's why they use that decoy. The, the girl walking up the street to lure, lure everybody out. They needed to make sure everybody in that town was dead before the end of 30 days. And uh population of that town, when it goes dark, is 152. Right. Um, which is funny because they weren't counting Stella in that 152 because she was supposed to be on a plane and out of there. Right. Okay. So um, – they they have 152 people in 30 days. They don't need to feed, you know. All, you know they don't need to like go one day at a time and just oh let's just let's make sure we drain everybody. I mean, if they drained everybody one day at a time, they w- would be full. Yeah. So it's it's it was almost like a hey we're gonna feed and it's also for sport as well. And not necess- and also considering the fact that some of these um, uh, vampires don't even speak English, they don't even speak a language in general, or they've lost the learn lost ha- lost the way to learn how, and they become more of a mindless animal. Okay, but then I guess back to the original point. There's a plethora of people here. Yes, I know what a yes. plethora is. Uh, there. Where they have 152 people, or 153, uh, technically, that we can feed. So w- why not 
gain a couple extra followers. We have a lot of food to go around. Why not? Why not turn? Well, why would you want it? Why, why would you want to turn someone else to take care of? For the next town, maybe there's more people. I don't know. For I, survival in general. Here's here's the thing. I I understand because I watched the sequel. <laughs> there's some knowledge imparted in, this, in the sequel. Yes. Okay. What is it? What do we? You can actually you could actually pick it up in this one as well because um, Evan turns himself. And he's still coherent. For a while. There's still some memory. I think all these vampires uh, were like they're so old they don't remember. They've they it's like the Stockholm syndrome. You know, they're part of this clan. You know, this is their life. They've forgotten their previous life because they're so, they've been vampires for so long. The part thing of the is crew, is part of the ship. Exactly. They're part of this ship. One of know? us. One of us. <laughs> so what happens is if they change somebody currently in this town, they're still going to have some memories. And they got the baby them all the way through. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like the inclination is the, the thirst is so powerful that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but even even Billy uh, kind oh, of really? – you know when when he was turning and he turned, he kind of had this look in his eyes. You know, yeah, he wasn't fully turned yet. He was he was on the okay. okay. Speaking of turning, this but but they're not as aggressive when they when they're fully turned. They're still not as as aggressive. You know, they're still kind of like huh. They well, don't know what. What what about that guy under the house? The guy under the house that got churned, he started attacking uh, Josh Hartnett, the Eben. So he was churned, I think, before longer. He, he had been churned for longer than anybody else we've seen in the movie, I think. So when he does meet Josh Hartnett, he's still himself, but then that thirst comes Eben over pull, him. Eben pulls him out from underneath the, the, the building, and yeah. then what? All of a sudden, he's like, ooh, blah! You know, that's the biggest complaint that I have in this movie. Oh, okay. Blah! <laughs> That well, one of the biggest complaints. But how fast it, it there's what there's no telling how fast you turn. I mean, Billy Billy turned really quick. Which one's Maybe Billy? Based upon the amount of infection, I forget which one's Billy. Is, is that the, uh, the Billy? The, the, the cop? Billy was the, the, the other cop. Yeah. Oh, the right. One in the building. Yes, I think I think it has to do with how much damage you take because he was like gorged by the the guy that. Took him out, so I think that's why he turned quickly. The other guy turned slowly because it was a little baby girl that maybe took a, just a bite out of him, and then that's why he it took him maybe even a couple days to turn. And and Eben, you know, he injected himself with the blood, right? Yeah, straight into the bloodstream. So less and, gore, let, less damage to the body. So yeah, it slowed down. But it took it. It took him because um, it was nighttime. They said, hey, tomorrow at dawn is the sunrise, you know. So at least six hours, seven hours it took him to turn. Yeah. But he turned enough to burn by the sun. Okay, so here's my theory behind it, okay? And not kill Stella before he turned? Yeah. So here's my theory behind it, okay? Um, Based upon the infection, okay? First off, when the vampire bites someone, they're biting, and all the thing they're getting is base saliva, and maybe there's just not enough bacteria to get 
into the system where the where the body can fight off as much as it can for as long as it can. That's why the that's why the little bite from the little guy, the guy lasted a lot, took a lot longer. And when he ejected the full straight on blood or antibody or not antibodies, but the virus inside of him straight into his bloodstream, maybe that was a lot quicker for him. Yeah, I'm um, trying to save the information that I have from the second <laughs> sequel for after, but I will spoilers. Um, the, there is a vampire in the second movie that helps the humans try to defeat the vampire clan. Okay. And was when Stella meet, no, oh. when Stella, when Stella meets him, <laughs> She like is pointing a gun and he and they're like, no, no, he's cool. He's cool. He's like, she's like, he's one of them. And he's she's like, how do you feed and how is this possible? And he's like, well, my wound was a superficial wound. He wasn't bitten. It was a superficial wound, sort of like. um, Yeah, pretty much. And so he still has this conscious – he is a vampire. He still thirsts for blood, but he still has this human consciousness. Oh, was it, was know, it, was it Wesley Snipes? No. Oh. Daywalker? Not Blade. <laughs> so, no, he could, actually – this guy was full-on vampire. He couldn't go out in the sun or anything, but he had his human – because here's the thing. He didn't uh, – now, if I, – I think all these other vampires uh, turned – they died and then turned into a vampire. So they basically came back. Does that make okay. sense? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Super. Where this guy in the second movie, he turned into a vampire, just like Eben. Eben didn't die and then turn into a vampire. He injected himself with the tainted blood and turned into a vampire. So he still had his consciousness to him. Okay. But, but, the, so, but the guy in the, oh, in, the guy in the, in the grocery shop also didn't die. He, he just, he was, that's why I mean, it's turned slowly. Is that the, the what do you mean the, the the black guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he didn't. He did. He was turning slowly, and he was he was thirsty. They didn't have as much knowledge at the time on what they were messing with and how it happened. He just realized, I know I'm turning. I feel different. I smell your blood. I'm getting thirsty. I don't want to live like this. My family all died, and I want to be with them. And if I turn into this, I will not be able to be with him i don't want to live forever so that's why he's like i want you to kill me before i I completely turn out of the entire movie that is the one scene that stuck out to me the most as being actually a very powerful scene yeah because earlier in the movie we're led to believe that uh his family is still alive and they just haven't joined him in in bar alaska yet that's what he's telling josh hart new when you're gonna bring your family out here uh they'll get here one day but he's he's living with the knowledge that they're dead, and at this scene, I was hoping to join them soon, so I can't live forever. You got to kill me. I was just like, oh, feels. That was a lot of feels. Good God. Although I did have a complaint about that scene. Also, at the same time, <laughs> there, there's a there's a couple occasions where they decapitate one of the vampires uh, off camera, and you just see him take like two strikes with an axe, and then you hear the thud of the head hitting the floor. You hear that same thud when they go to the other room, when Josh Harden takes a guy to the other room to kill him. So it would be weird if I want you to kill me, I'm going to stand up and you can just chop away as I stand here so that when you do it, get my head off, it'll throw on the floor. 
instead of I'm going to lie down and make this easy for you. Chop, well, chop. What if he, yeah, but yeah, that may be the case. But what if he's just on his knees? Still, that or may... what? If, what if he laid down on a desk in that room? God damn it! What are you? Ma- what are you, shot... Maestro, making good points about the things well, that have been because <laughs> because I don't I don't know when I heard him hacking at his neck. I also heard it like hit like maybe a table or something like that. All right, God and then it. you heard his head fall to the floor. All right. I guess yeah. Or, or what if he did it where he was just sitting next to a wall, so the actually get the full potential from the swing sideways? Yeah, I think the desk thing is that that makes more sense to me, and it quells. Or what my... if? Or what? If... <laughs> oh, moving on. <laughs> uh, okay, so at one point they are they're they're trying to run away from all these vampires. Oh, by the way, run away. These we we learn very quickly that the vampires have super speed. That's like the first time we see a vampire is uh, Josh Hart and uh, was it Emily, Karen, Stella, Stella. They're uh, running away, and the vampire catches up to the car, jumps in the car, and uh, eventually falls off. That's actually not the first vampire sighting. Oh, that's right. I guess Gus, Gus, Gus is, is yeah. the first one. You know? No, actually, no. Actually, I don't think he is. No, it is. Because at the beginning, we see the dogs killed. That was the guy that was supposed to be a spy for the vampires. Yeah, okay. I was – okay, yeah. Gus was the first one. The the the. But I think the first time you see the super speed is – remember when those two guys were coming out with that girl and they were they were going to Rochambeau on whose house they go to to tag team this girl? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They go, they go one, and then poof, that one guy goes. That's true. Okay, I think I did come first. <laughs> it was funny because I, I did, that scene was so stupid because she comes out with these two guys. And she's like, "I'm not going home with you guys." And blah blah blah. They're like, "Oh, come on, blah blah." Next thing you know, like, "All right, fine, Rochambeau to see whose house we go to." Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I bet you in in uh, in the actual world of this movie, that girl has been flirting with both of them, maybe even been on dates with both of them, and they all are aware of the situation, and they're just gonna... and if they're working in the same little hole in the wall together, yeah. <laughs> all day long, she's probably done more with both of them in that little office. Yes, but either, both of them don't know how far the other one's gone, so they both think, "No, I got the end." No, 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 I got the end. All right, well, that's uh, that's just. Okay, that's besides the point of this movie, but that was a... Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then lava. Although that's from Friends. Uh, so, I was about to bring up... Oh, so yeah, so the powers. <laughs> the, the super speed we got. Uh, later on, we find out they have super strength as well. And when they're lifting up the car, when, uh, when uh, Josh and Stella, or is it Eben and Stella? Eben and Stella are in the car... And all of a sudden, they can't move anymore because the vampires are now lifting the car from the back. So they have super speed. They That's have bullshit. Su- that whole scene's bullshit, and I'll tell you why. Yes. The, the, the power that we see these vampires have, this whole movie should not have happened. They should all have been dead within five minutes. Maybe That's not the point I was going to make. 10 or 15. Okay. What, what, what's your point about the scene? The point I was going to make is if – that was the sheriff's vehicle in a place like Barrow, Alaska. It would have been four wheel drive. <laughs> so if they picked the back wheels up off the ground, 
they would have still had some traction. That's true. With the front wheels to pull away. Or is the strength so much that they can not only lift, but stop it from moving forward? Yeah, well, there was like, what, five or six vampires lifting that up? Yeah. And also, I don't they recall. Fli- the f- they, they flip it up. Like, yeah. I, I, so I don't recall the front wheel spinning, so I think you're, you're right about that. That's- yeah, so what, the, the stupid sheriffs up there in borough Alaska above the Arctic zone have a rear wheel drive suburban? And I, I don't recall seeing chains on those wheels as well. Oh, oh, yeah. There's no chains on those wheels, <laughs> but they could skid out and stop on a dime and woo, and accelerate like no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So that's weird. So, so the vampires have these superpowers, which it's the whole movie should have been done. You can't escape them. They could also smell blood. So they're hiding in a house. A guy was on the roof of the house at one point. Didn't smell the blood right underneath him? No, the guy wasn't on the roof of the house. Somebody was. Somebody no, there wasn't. It was snow. You didn't listen. That's what they that's what they I think they were trying to calm themselves down with that. I, it was a person running across. That's how yeah, but, I took it. But I, I don't think any of them were actually bleeding at that point. Do you need to bleed to smell the blood? Yeah. Hmm. You feel like you can smell blood through the skin? That's what, that's, that's the way I took it. Because as soon as Josh Hartnett put the thing in, he said, I can smell your blood. Because at that point, it was the end of the movie. They were bleeding. They had wounds. But when they were in the attic, none of them actually had wounds. Huh. Okay. They weren't all bloody. All right. Okay. I guess I could buy that. Hmm. I don't like all these things you guys are dispelling about my... Just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, a lot, isn't it? <laughs> we, we just actually pay more attention to the movies, you know, it's just, the- <laughs> it, used to, it, it used to be, you would have all the notes and you need to start taking notes again, man. I'm, I am taking, I'm reading them from my notes right now. All right. My next note, dad leaves and son dies. So when they're in the house with the PTSD uh, grandfather, he sneaks out the house through the window and then the son follows him. And yeah, the grandpa. We we don't know where he goes. And then he he dead. He yeah. just assumed he got dead. He, he did. He got dead. Uh, and then the son also dies. Uh, and but it, it was it was a. I, I guess I understand. If, if my father were to leave the house, I, I would follow him. To a point, I think. Once I got out to the street, I wouldn't start yelling because now I'm also dead. But I'm yeah. also putting everybody else in danger. Uh, that's a weird one. For I'll me. be honest with you. If my dad, if I was in this situation and that was my dad, PTSD, senile, dementia, whatever. Yeah. Dude's 80 something years old, putting the rest of us in danger. And he jumps out of the bathroom window. I'm like, he lived a good life. You know, I, I had that thought and that too. Might be heart, that might be heartless of me, but... No, I had that same thought, then I felt like, oh, what an asshole I am for thinking that. Yeah. But, but logically speaking... <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. He's on, his, he's on his deathbed. He doesn't understand what the hell he's doing, what's going on. He doesn't even know who the fuck I am. Right. He's putting, Let him go. He's putting Let us, him go. He's putting us all in danger. They, they should have uh, at least tried to muffle him in some way when he was downstairs just shouting... 
and get your mother too. Like, oh, take him, take him down, gag him. He may hate you later, but at least maybe he'll be alive. But based on the rest of the movie, he wouldn't survive anyway. I don't think. All right. Next, uh, next note I have here is uh, this, okay. The when they're trying to escape from from that same house, the plan yeah. they come up with is, hey, uh, they don't like sunlight, so uh, grandma that died earlier, she's got she's growing pot in her house. There's UV. She has UV lamps over there. So I'll cause a distraction while you guys go to the police station. Yeah. I guess it could be argued that it's common sense, but the fact that she says they don't like sunlight as a fact, and everybody's like, yeah, cool, we're down. So that means they know about vampires? They're assuming they, these they, vampires they, are they real? Know this, they know, no, you, you see, this is another classic Adam didn't listen to the scene. Um, they... <laughs> said in that scene that they're assuming they're vampires because of what they've seen so far. Right. And when she came up with this plan, Evan goes, I'll take care of this. I'm faster, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And he's like, how do you know this is going to work? She's like, I don't, but they're going based off of vampire lore. Right. And they don't know if it's going to work or not. They're not sure. So you're like, how do they know? They don't know, and they say it in that scene. Now we're really not sure this is going to work. How how do you know that's going to work? I don't. But all right, if they are what we think they are, and if what we've heard about the stories of vampires for centuries in our dreams true. Uh, is true, then yeah. All right, yeah. See, and that's what I said even at the beginning. This could be argued as common sense. Because usually in movies like this, where there are vampires or there are zombies, this is the first instance of that ever happening. Most movies. What? What do you mean the first instance? What's what's happening? Uh, (laughs) Falling asleep on us? Damn it! See, that's how boring the movie is. Even the podcast is boring. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm actually intrigued. Okay. What what were you trying to say? Generally speaking, I think he was. I think he was talking in vampire. Mm. Okay. Generally speaking, uh, in movies where there are vampires or there are werewolves or there are zombies, the people in these movies don't know about their existence. It's kind of a, what? That's a weird, weird, that's because even like the walking dead, when they talk about zombies and the whole world is zombies, nobody's ever heard of a zombie before. This is all a new revelation. Okay. That's great and all, but why are you taking tropes from other movies? I'm, <laughs> that's where my grounding is. The, in generally speaking, and again, generally speaking, in this movie they did kind of allude to that vampires are in movies. But generally, they they don't have knowledge of their foe. Well, in in other movies, yeah, but in this one, they've already made it made it sound that they're in stories, they're in the world. People know about them, and they know what kills them. The reason what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it seem like it's a, fa- a fiction. That way they can survive. So then why not groups. at the general store pick up a bunch of garlic or just start using a lot of wood to try to here's, here, stab them in the, the heart? Thing. Here's the thing. There was a scene where somebody made a suggestion that they're vampires. 
uh, and they're like, well, how do you know? We're like, we don't know, but I mean, this is, I watched them attack so-and-so and, and rip them to shreds, you know, and they didn't know exactly they were vampires. They, it was kind of just throwing sand up in the wind, you know? Yes, based on this, if I was in this movie, I would have assumed probably zombies first. Cause, really? Because we, we never see them talking. I mean, us as the audience sees them talking. But the way that they're attacking the corpses, especially with the... Blah, 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 as they're chopping at their yeah. necks and whatnot, I would assume that's a zombie, not a vampire. Because a yeah. vampire is a slow bite and suck to get every morsel of blood out of there. Where these you watch weird movies, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I get what he's saying. I, I get what Adam's saying. And I think, you know... They actually did a pretty good job of not of the characters not sure of what they're dealing with for a long time. They weren't sure. They were like, "What are they? What the heck are they?" You know. And it wasn't. I, I don't think it was until somebody started to change that they that they finally became aha. Uh, yeah, this is a zombie, or this is a, a vampire. Okay. Nah, okay. Yeah, and, and that actually was, I think, the scene where they decided to go with a vampire theory. So that does track. God damn it, another point flushed down the toilet. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so now uh, this is another one that, that bothered me. Just flush it down the toilet, Adam. Once, flush it down the toilet. <laughs> so after he uses the UV lamp and he uh, basically gets the female vampire killed, it, it comes now on the uh, the guy uh, Mark Bone Jr. Uh, uh, Bo Bo Browser, yeah. the, the guy that got a ticket at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He steps up and says, "All right, now it's my turn." So he goes to save Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. He, he takes that chainsaw on a tractor, which I'm sure exists in real life. I just never seen it. I don't know what the application it is. Does, it, it 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 plows trenches. Uh, in 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 Alaska, it, it, it digs trenches. You know, now, it's typically uh, that type of machinery is used uh, a, a lot on a farm to to dig like a long, or or even on construction sites to dig a long narrow trench for mm-hmm. like piping, laying piping or the trains. Okay, yeah. I guess that would work for pipelining uh, oil. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Fine. 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 So, but he basically sacrifices himself. He drives through all the people, all the all the uh, zombies again, uh, vampires to get through, and he runs into a building. He gets out. His his plan is to light a bunch of flares, or or the ones in the crate dynamite. The ones in the crate was uh, explosives. Okay. So his whole plan is: I'm going to create a distraction so that Josh Hartnett, you can get to safety. And he does everything. He drops the things. And first of all, he is at ground zero for the explosion and survives. That, first of all, is outrageous. But also, while this is all happening, Josh Hartnett is just hanging around behind the, behind the building. Oh, what's going to happen over here? The point was, cause a distraction so you can flee to safety. And he's just hanging out, watching. What's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. This is weird. I think at that point he realized that all the all the you keep gotten you've got yes. me almost saying zombies <laughs> every time I almost say zombies. Uh, he he actually saw that he, what he was doing because Evan is supposed to be a pretty intelligent guy, 
and he sees all the vampires going that way. So at that moment, he's not threatened, you know, so he's hiding so they don't see him. And then he's the explosion goes on and then they start attacking the dude. So and that's when he's like, oh, oh." my assumption is after that, he runs to where he needed to go. Right. After everything has died down. So instead of running away while the explosion is happening, which can cover the sounds of your feet as you run away, you wait until the explosion's over, everybody's calm. Now the building was still burning and there was still a lot of noise and crackling, a lot of vampires going, ah, you know. Yeah, still, I, I still think that's bullshit. Movies has taught me a cool guy does not look at an explosion, he walks away. So he should have left as soon as before the explosion. We can't all be Bruce Willis, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I found it weird that he watched his friend die. A, a guy that he has gone through. Uh, the, the whole point of him writing a, a ticket was not because I hate this guy. It's because I love this guy. I want him to feel like he's part of the town. That's why I'm giving him a ticket. Now I'm just going to watch him die. Instead of, all right, your sacrifice was so that I could live. I'm going to hang out a little bit longer than I should. That was just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next note I have here is the, the as far as changing, when you mm-hmm. change into a vampire, I understand that your eyes can get cloudy. I don't understand how quickly your teeth transform. It took the, uh, the, the, the the black guy. It took him a while before his teeth got that way and he realized I'm changing. But uh, who was it? Billy, his teeth started changing instantly. And even even uh, uh, Eben, once he took the injection, he's like, ah, ah, ah. Now my teeth are all jagged. As, as far as I know, teeth are, uh, it's hard to change teeth. That's why it takes years for braces to work. So how can in an instant I have good teeth now they're jagged and vampire? Any defense for that, fellas? Um I think every vampire movie's different. <laughs> I mean, some vampire movies they don't have jagged teeth all the way across. They've got fangs. Yeah, just the you know, uh, incisors. I, I know, but that's the wonderful thing about this movie versus, like, I don't know, your favorite movie, Interview with the Vampire. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, they have fangs, and they sit there, and they suck on the neck, and they drain them dry. And in that movie, I believe that they drain them dry so that way they don't turn. Yes, because in that movie, vampires are meant to be more... Uh, in my view of vampires, I don't know a lot about it. And in fact, I haven't seen any of the vampire in over a decade, so I don't remember how it goes exactly. But my version of vampires is more of a sexy beast. They're, they're more... Uh, in, Be- because that's what Interview with the Vampire wanted to portray them as, like sensual you, beings. You do realize that Anne Rice wrote like softcore porn before she wrote these, right? Oh, I did not, but that kind of feeds into... She she was a romance novelist, wasn't she? I think so, or something along that lines. I I always viewed vampires to be more sensual beings, uh, based on the movies that I've watched of them. 
So this is uh, this person's take on a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's more like werewolves. Or zombies. <laughs> um, okay, th- let's, or let's, zombie vampires. Let's, let's put it like this, okay? Um, the whole idea about the teeth growing fast, okay? That happens in every vampire movie. It happens really fast. Um, let's just call it uh, a hyper-additive osteoclast building into the teeth, okay? All right. Basically bone growth. Okay. I won't try to repeat that, but I, I'll agree All with right. you. And then let's just say it happens because hey, he said hyperactive osteoclast, but the bone growth of the teeth. <laughs> let's just let's just say that all it does is just make sure that part of the part of the genetic changing of the body is to create an extensive amount of calcium to deposit into the mouth, like they do with sharks. So vampires are part shark. Is that? Who knows? There's no theory. There's the theories. There's a theory. These are. This is all fiction. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I I did not see a tornado in this. <laughs> right? But you did see a boat. Yeah, it wasn't in the water, but yes, we did see a boat. Yeah, the boat is in the second movie too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so this is my question. Okay, all right. As, as you looked at those uh, vampires, besides the main character keeping his traditional. A human-like face. You notice the other ones had like an extensively high set cheekbones, elongated nose, and um, almost uh, Jack Nicholson type of smile for the teeth when he was playing Jack Napier. (laughs) Some of them looked like Voldemort from Harry Potter. (laughs) My question is this: Did the virus change their entire? Being did their facial structure change? Not just the teeth. Did I, I understand that their eyes oh. go black because it's not just the iris to show anymore? It's all it's all pupils, so they can see better at night. I get that. My question is, does the bone structure change too? Because if that is true, then that also means that the rest of the teeth are not as far of a fetch. Okay, interesting. All right, I, I like that. That that's a good idea. I'll yeah. give you that. Um, you could sit down again, Adam. <laughs> also, I might also want to come into context with this. You remember in the movie The Fifth Element with Bruce Willis, Adam? Um, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, okay. no. Well, anyways, who's Bruce? Bruce who's Bruce Willis? Oh, some dude with no hair. Um, my I, question. I, I know my car's name is Lilu, but I don't know if that comes into what I you're no talking idea. about. Okay. What, does she have? Does your car have like orange stripes all over the place, or what? I'm not sure what that means. Again, okay, so. we're, we're okay. Um, <laughs> you remember how like they were talking about the fifth element in that film having more strands of DNA switched around each type of muscle strand, giving her an extensive amount of extra strength and versatility. I'll take a word for it because again, I haven't seen that. I feel like if <laughs> what this virus does is if it trans, if it changes just the, even the bone structure of the human. My guess is that the muscle structures and the density of the muscle strands are also improved or increased, causing an entire overhaul of the muscle and bone structure, meaning that it's the transition from vampire to human isn't strim- simply just the thirst for blood, the need to produce from it, but it's an overall induction from one being to the next, meaning muscle, bone, Thought process and way the the way the body takes in nutrients all changes. Okay, 
I'll, I'll go with you. That, that, that's, that, that makes sense. Take my hand, Adam. Absolutely. We're going to go on a ride. <laughs> We're going to go on an adventure. All right. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. All right. Uh, I think, uh, let's see. I have two more points. First, we find out, once they get into the, the, the precinct, they find out Billy's alive across the way. They go find Billy. He has murdered his wife and children because he has heard the screams in his words. He heard the screams. He doesn't want them to go through that. Put yourself in this situation. Do you feel like that's something that you would do slash could do? I have a better question. Was it consensual? Uh, (laughs) Based on the way the bodies were laying out on the bed, it seems like that. Because they were all laid down on the bed. Three, side by side. And single bullet hole, single bullet hole, single bullet hole. So they were all... It seems like they may be expecting it. Otherwise, it would have been some fighting. What was that loud noise? No. Bang. <laughs> Lay down. It was on. Bang. I would have to say it was consensual because he said, I was supposed to, I tried to kill myself afterwards, but the gun jammed. So it was a full on conversation. It was. Yes, it was. It was supposed to be a murder suicide. So none of them had to go through any of it, but he couldn't do it because the gun jammed. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I don't, I just, I, I can't imagine that conversation. What's I, the best way? We don't want to play this game. Let's take ourselves out of it. Uh, that, that's just got to be the hardest thing for a father to do. I, I can't imagine it. When I saw that, I was instantly pissed off at this guy. Which, by the way, is uh, also an Arrow and uh, Spartacus. Uh, uh, this Billy character. Oh, I thought you were pissed off at Arrow and Spartacus, too. Uh, I'm pissed off at Arrow. Spartacus is oh. cool. <laughs> Arrow by the way, Evan the was pissed off at this guy, too. Yeah. Because he can't imagine. He's not even a father. But he understands that. How could you do that? How? How? I... I I, I I don't know. Do you think Do you think Eben took a little like pleasure in hacking that guy's head off? <laughs> it's possible. And it, well, you I'm, killed your family, and this is what you got. And now I'm going to save you from being this. Fuck you! I'm going to take your head off. Speaking of that, would it have not been easier to just grab his legs and toss him up into that shredder instead of having to hack his head off? He was hanging he over the shredder. He would have fought because he was got he was turned, so he had a lot more strength. Yar. I don't know. If he was Do you think do you think it's easier to swing an axe at somebody's neck or try and pick their body up over a two and a half, three foot if the guy sh- wasn't small. If they're screaming in pain because they had just lost their arm to the said shredder, I think they would be distracted enough to a little whoop, <laughs> a little toss of the legs. I, I, I think man. it would have been more than a little whoop. <laughs> All right, a little uh, boop, 
the push to the torso. Well, I mean, the guy was sitting up, you know, with his back up against the the ledge of that shredder, and only his head was like over the, you know. So his whole, he he wouldn't have been able to just pick his legs up and go whoop. He would have his whole torso. He would have had to pick the whole body up to go over the ledge, like roll it over. And would you want to take that risk of getting bit by this? fucker that just killed his family but also he sacrificed himself kind of to kill this vampire he tackled him threw him into the shredder so he's still of clear mind enough to save his maybe, friends may, maybe that's why he's part uh, of X-Force hmm? yeah X-Games X-Force oh X-Force the uh, Deadpool well and, no and I was thinking that's that's probably why Eben you know, had some, I don't know, like feelings towards like, okay, I'm going to kill him. So he doesn't actually completely turn. I don't think Evan killed him. So that way, uh, this, this, his, uh, partner couldn't, uh, uh, like potentially hurt them. Yes. I think he killed him out of mercy for the, out of mercy. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't become one of them. Okay. All right. Uh, the, we're 27 days in now. 27. We're very close to the end. Uh, this actually comes before this scene, I think. But there's a little girl walking down the street covered in blood, uh, which, uh, what's her name? Stella saves. And then I think she disappears. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think she made it to the end of the movie. But how does the 27... Uh, 27 days in, how does this girl survive this long? Was this another bait thing? Was she put out there for for bait for these last couple survivors? It didn't seem that way. It didn't have the same it didn't ring to me the same way as the first girl that was put out for bait screaming help. Yeah, I I I have the same issue with this as you do. And I think they're like the writers or producers or whatever were like, how do we get Stella away from them? Right. <laughs> we need more drama for this a, scene. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's have this little girl, you know, walking down the street, unless the vampires were just complete assholes. And we're like, we're going to kill all your family and let this little girl like live, you know, and have nobody. Right. Well, and then, and then we'll kill her at the end. Yeah. What's that? She wouldn't survive, that's for sure. Well, and then we'll kill her at the end. Who knows, you know, because they weren't going to leave any survivors. But, you know, they could have been like complete assholes. We're like, we're going to kill everybody, all the adults who pose a threat to us, mm-hmm. potentially. Eh, you're a sitting duck. We'll let you walk for a little bit. All right. What did you guys think about the, the final fight between Josh Hartnett <laughs> uh, Eben and and Marlo, Danny Houston. He injects himself. We already established this to, to yeah. create the power to distract the vampire so his friends can escape. And his <laughs> the power of Great Skull. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks up with his hood on to, I guess, disguise the fact that he's a vampire. Yeah. Should they not know this just by the smell of him? He's bleeding at this point, so don't give me he this wasn't, blood he, bullshit. He wasn't, he wasn't completely turned yet, though. Yeah, not to mention he's covered in human blood still. 
And not only that, but the head vampire dude said something to the effect of, this guy wants to fight. Right. So let's give him a fight. So they have a little bit of a fight, but the 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 final blow. That was great. Was it? That was off. <laughs> I liked it actually. <laughs> I could because basically what happens is Josh Hartnett counter counters <laughs> as he's approaching and punches through his mouth, and the back of his brain pops out. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Okay. Well, he turned enough to have that that extra strength, which is why he said we can't fight him the way we are. Yes. Also, he's got these crazy teeth <laughs> in his mouth. In, there's no, unless he opens his mouth, unhinge his jaw as he let for some reason. His arm would have been shredded by the teeth as it went through his mouth and out the back of his skull. No arguments. Cool. <laughs> it was. A I cool, thought it was cool. It, it was. It was. It was cool. It, it did look cool, but logistically speaking, no fucking way. Unless he knocked out his teeth on the way in, and that helped propel the back of his brain. Okay, it's just. It looked cool, but it was very like, come on, really? That that was a Sharknado kind of move. Like, yep, here we go. We'll accept it because why not? Fuck it. And then he eventually burns to death, which is fine. They go watch the sunrise, and he dies. I I have a big question. All right. After he kills the main dude of this clan of vampires, the, what, the, the, all the other vampires that were still alive just get on the boat and leave? I'm not exactly sure either. I mean, it's along lines of like alpha like fighting kind of a thing. Once the alpha is gone, they just disperse. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to give you guys reasons for it. It's very close to Sunrise. We don't have time to deal with this. We have to leave. Sun's coming up very soon. We can't stick around to finish this battle. This was supposed to be the end of the of, of our battle, and it's not. But shit, we're out of time. We got to go. Because if the sun catches us, we're all dead. So we need to leave. I believe Maestro more <laughs> about the Alpha Okay. And uh, no, I have a reason why. Oh, because I because, said it. No, because <laughs> no, because I watched the sequel. Oh, I, okay. All right, you have you have more knowledge than we do. Got it. Yes. Well, I only watched the sequel because <laughs> somebody's mistaked. Oh, I, I mistake. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a this is it's just a weird happenstance. It's all that's all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Any other thoughts before we get to the rest of the the games we're going to play? I was honestly just constantly looking. When I was watching this film, I was just watching for the dysmorphia from the face. I was just looking at all of their faces, just elongating for the mouth, like they like animals, like wolves. 
which makes me think more along the lines of these weren't vampires from the beginning until like later on when they explained that it was just for blood and stuff like that. But do you think they were half lichen? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I these, had these are lichen had, vampire zombies. <laughs> I had an issue with the uh, continuity of certain vampires. There were certain vampires that had even before and after they would attack several people, they had the same blood trail blood trail yes, on their face. Absolutely. Like it never, it never changed. It's like, Hey, why don't we change the makeup a little bit after they've attacked this person and put some blood up over here? No, it was the same trail or same marking of blood on their face throughout the whole movie. It's like, I'm pretty sure they got blood all over their face at this point. They've attacked seven people. Yeah. See, I, I agree with that. Too. It's been 25 days and your blood's the same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the, the guy that walked into the house that had uh, also the, the whole way. Oh my God. The, the scene where the, where the, uh, the grandfather escapes and the vampire comes into the house after the son goes after him. He had that same like uh, blood beard kind of thing on his face. And, yeah. and he was just, I also did not like the sounds. I didn't like the way they were acting and the way they were just constantly like, that's, that doesn't, that's not, that's more zombie or, or than vampire to me or werewolf. Even there's a lot of things happening with these vampires that like, this is not how vampires should act. I, I don't think they were zombies or vampires. I think they were zompires. <laughs> See, the, I mean, like, okay, remember the final fight when they when the guy when Evan basically uh, breaks out the back of his skull through his mouth? Yeah, uh, yes, I remember that. Okay, so have you noticed? Did you ever look at the vampires at the end? What their faces looked like? At what happened? I I can't recall. Well, they all had the same face, where they're like their jaw dropped. They're like, oh, like that. <laughs> but they're all looking in different directions. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's what caught my eye. I wanted to talk about that part. Oh, interesting. I did but not like, see that. Well, it, it's it's there was only for like maybe three seconds, but the, <laughs> like the okay, the guy they were focusing on was the guy in the white shirt, and he was in the center, right? But every other vampire was looking in a different direction. I was I just thought that was weird. Okay, I didn't catch that. Nor did I. I. I did feel that the lead vampire was kind of trying to do a, a lot of one-liners the entire movie. Like, oh, that's why you can't do that. Or this is why we're this way. It was meant to come across as wise, but it came across to me as, who cares? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be back. Yes, that's how it came across to me. Like, all right, this is supposed to be a clever line, one-liner type of, uh, this is be my signature but they always fall flat for me, except for the no God one. Yeah, that was the, that was the, one that was the greatest line in the whole movie. All right. So that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Now we're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game where you guys guess the score based on the Rotten Tomatoes score amongst critics and the audience. I'm going to read you some reviews, but before I do that, I'll give you the scoring system in case you're a new listener. This is an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 
Zero to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. We're going to start with the top critics. And I'll have you guess the top critic score. Good reviews. Anthony Quinn from Independent from the UK. A real bang at the moon gore fest. Unusual both for its savagery and for its half-decent performance from Hartnett. So Gory and Hartnett did a good job. All right. And Kelly from BBC.com says, 30 Days of Night strikes out a nerve-jangling, bloody, unpredictable route to a truly stunning ending that's well worth the wait. All right. Now bad reviews from the top critics. From Wendy Eide from The Times, also in the UK. Hmm. 30 Days of Night has a striking comic book aesthetic and macabre sense of fun. If your sense of fun includes watching a vampire turned into a pate <laughs> in the gnashing metal jaws of rubbish processor. <laughs> uh, Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian. Director David Slade is clearly of the opinion that more is more. So there's lots of blood, lots of gore, and lots of vampires in black coats standing around as if auditioning for a remake of the Michael Jackson thriller video. All right, so there's good and bad reviews from the top critics. What do you think the top critics rated this movie? From zero to 100. Hmm. I would have to say 60. 60 from Maestro. All right, Cowboy, what do you think? Um, that's, that's hard, dude, honestly, because I – he picked a very good number, and you're a jerk for doing <laughs> that. Um, because I, w- I was going to say 54. But I don't like to always pick a number so close to what he picks because it's like, I don't know. He said 60. I'll say 61 or I'll say 59. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with what I originally was going to say, 54. All right. The tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes is 51. Ugh. All right. Cowboy gets that one. All right. Now the audience. Let's, do, let's start with the bad reviews from the audience first. Okay. This is from Catherine D. By the way, I went back to 2012 for these reviews instead of doing current ones just to get a better feel. Catherine D. Josh Hartnett in Alaska with vampires. Such potential. Oh, this is a, a, a sad face in emojis. Unfortunately, the script was... Bad, all caps. And the filmmakers substituted extreme gore for story substance and character depth. Alas. <laughs> all right. I, I I agree with that because what was their Stella and Evan's biggest argument? Why why did they not talk for so long? Did they alluded to like she wanted children, eh? but he didn't, and that was their biggest like yeah 
Was that the only thing? Like apparently, I think he. They made kids. it. They made remember. it seem like it was so huge. You know, like or maybe it was the fact that one wanted to leave last one didn't. I got. That's the vibe what I'm saying. Was there is no story there. Yes. Like, yeah, we got nothing. All right, this one's from Ashley C. I'm going to watch it again because I told someone I would give it a second chance. Otherwise, I fucking hate this movie. It completely goes against every vampiric law and all vampire lore. This movie is a disgrace to vampire lovers everywhere. Oh, and I say vampire lovers in reference to the people who actually know what the fuck they are talking about when it comes to lore and basic vampire history. Well, that's like saying, oh, I fucking hate Once Upon a Time because that's not how the fairy tales are and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nah, they'd have, they've never watched freaking Bambi. They never watched Sleeping Beauty. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Uh, that makes sense. All right. Here's good it was, reviews. It was somebody else's <laughs> twist on, you know, the story. Yeah. All right. Good reviews from the audience. It's from Dumbass. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth S. This is by far one of my favorite vampire movies because these vampires are out to get your throat. Literally. Josh Hartnett is a great actor playing Evan. The head vampire was fantastic. I like the concept that the vampires had their own language. All right. Jennifer I'll e. tell you what. Oh. The funny thing is about the vampires having their own language. It reminded me of the movie The Mummy and Emotep. Ah, yes. You know, the way they spoke and, oh, he had his own language. and uh, Right. Which might have been Egyptian, I think. In, in Whatever. <laughs> it was his own language. It was foreign. I didn't understand what the hell he was saying. I had to read. Right. Under- required subtitles. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> this one's from Jennifer E. Awesome. I knew this would be good. The vampires were incredible. But in my opinion, I don't think that those people would have survived that long, given all the powers a vampire has. I would like to know what language they were speaking. Love the teeth. They killed without mercy, without or with absolute bloodlust. They killed like Akasha. I don't know what that means. And the screams they made in the dark were just sexy. Wait, you don't know what Akasha means and you're a fan of Interview with the Vampire? I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't... Okay. Oh, that's right. You didn't read the was, book. Wasn't Akasha from Queen of the Damned? So, yeah, but it's still from the same vampire that's stock, though. Okay. So, I, don't yeah. I don't know. You, you're asking if I read a book? Is that what you're saying? And, well, they're all movies. Just let me know. I started a podcast to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so based on those audience reviews, what do you think the audience rated this on Rotten Tomatoes? You want to go first or I'm going to go first, Cowboy? Uh, I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, 62. Damn it. I was going to say 54. Oh. The audience rated this at 56. Oh, good job. Wow. All right. The reason why you chose it was because you chose the last time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is going to be fun. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film or movie. 
We notice we like Paul Giamatti and Geraldman in everything they do, and they generally make movies better. So we like to play this game where we put them in to make the movie better. Now the rule is, to put them in, you have to take somebody out. So, who do you mm. think should be replaced for Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman? All right, this is easy. Gary Oldman needs to be the guy that was sent to Borrow, Alaska to hack the town before the vampires got there. Oh, interesting. The guy in the jail cell. Yes. Oh. Hack the town? Yeah. He, what does that mean? He, he, he was, hack the town. He stole the cell phones. He killed oh. all the dogs. That's yeah. really easy. Hack. I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. Okay. He, he, he prepared the way so there was yeah. no communication outside of the world. Yes. That's interesting. I didn't think about him. I was thinking that um, there would be no need to replace the vampires because they really didn't say much. Even the main vampire, Vincent Vicente, didn't say much either. So they would all have to be the humans, really. So I'd say Giamatti would have been the guy with the beard, the crazy one. Billy. Billy, yes. Oh, and then, Billy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> and then uh, let's call let's call Oldman. Hell, uh, let's put Oldman as Eben, dude. He's a better actor. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, you're taking Josh Harden out. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I would put Giamatti. Uh, see, I want to take out uh, Boone, but I like I like Boone's performance. Hmm. So. Uh, this was against my principles, but I would have put Gary uh, Paul Giamatti as Gus. Generally, I want to see him have more screen time. Uh huh. But the small role that Gus had, where he was out by the generator and he, he was the first one to die, or second one to die outside of the uh, three way that was going to happen. Uh, I'll put Giamatti, <laughs> Giamatti as Russ. And I, I actually want to see Oldman as the lead vampire. Which is an easy one, although I haven't, I've never seen Oldman as Dracula, so that's I gotta put that on my movie list. But anyway, you really you haven't seen it? I know, I know. It's it's, it's very upsetting. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, let's do trivia now. This is a part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. The vampires speak a completely original language. It was created for this film with the help of linguistic professor of a New Zealand university. Let me guess. Echolocation? Yes, Wales. Uh, <laughs> this I w- speak Wales. <laughs> I can speak Wales. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Uh, uh, no, I'm talking about like the echolocation that bats do. They're clicking. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Just, just keep swimming. Just that sounded like Swahili. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's somehow racist. Uh, shot this whole movie was shot in New Zealand. Nearly half of the cast is Kiwi or Australian. That's hmm. what it says. Is in their the, fruit? That's <laughs> They're New Zealanders. Somehow that's also racist. Let's move on. Uh, Steve Niles. <laughs> originally conceived the story as a film, the guy that made the comic book. After years of rejection by studios, it was reworked into a comic book, 
Eventually, a studio that rejected the original screenplay went for the comic version. That's kind of cool. This one, I still need to figure out how it works. Most of the night shots were shot during the day using Uh the day-for-night process. Uh I'm enamored with this concept. Because I, I, uh, doing video production, I'm always trying to shoot at night, and it never comes out very well. So I need to figure out how to do the filters that they do here. It's fantastic. All right. In the comics, the head vampire, Vicent, travels to borrow to stop the other vampires' plans in order to preserve the security of vampires. So that's interesting. I, I don't know if that probably comes up in the second movie. But the whole premise of the main guy was to keep us a secret. So I think it would have been interesting to see the original version where the guy comes to stop the vampires, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the second movie, he's obviously he's dead. He's not in the second movie. Uh, but <laughs> right. we'll talk about the second movie afterwards. Okay. In reality, Barrow, uh, this town they're in in Alaska – doesn't see the sun for roughly 67 days, not 30. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a little bit more feasible for them to last 30 days than 67 days. Right. All right. Uh, you know what? Besides, you want to call it 67 days of night? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue that way. So before I go to the, mo- uh, the money round, let's talk about the second movie. What, what did we learn in the second movie that we did not – that we should have known in this movie to make it better? Stella, it narrates a little bit at the beginning and the end and a couple times in the middle of the movie. But basically um, the premise of the second movie is that the vampires leave. But there's a new head vampire and it's, it's a, a female and she's got the den of vampires or something like that. And apparently they're in Los Angeles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's going. Stella's going around doing seminars to try and teach people about what really happened in Borrow. But no one believes her. Uh, but nobody believes her because the FBI made the story that the town had a, a, a huge accident and burned down. Yeah, the oil and everything. So that story rang true, and she's saying no. That's not what happened, but nobody believes her because nobody believes in vampires, right? Right. It's it's for movies, not yeah. real life. But the same type of premise in the first movie is in the second movie where the head vampire has a human working for her and promised him um, to take care of him, you know? Right. Um, and he happens to be a head FBI agent. Hmm. Keanu Reeves. Morris was his name? Yeah, something like that. But in this movie, he actually does get turned. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because he proves himself. Yeah. And the way he proves himself is by doing everything that she's telling him to do. And then he's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And she's like, show me. And they throw a person in front of him. And he's not turned yet. And he has to basically rip this person's throat. As a human to show that he really wants to do this, and that's when she turns him. But uh, basically, Stella joins a group of uh, three other people 
that hear her story and seek her out to try and kill the head alpha girl. So that way they could take care of the rest of the uh, vampires. And uh, there's a vampire that's helping them. And I think I alluded and I told you that he quenches his thirst for blood by drinking blood from like uh, blood banks and stuff like that. They have blood in containers like they have in blood banks in a refrigerator and he pours it into a cup and he drinks it, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's still conscious of his state. He knows he's a vampire, but he still has his human state as well. Again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As well as he snipes. Okay, understand. My biggest complaint oh. of the whole second movie is a lot of it takes place in L.A. And there's gunshots and all this shit going on, but you don't see another freaking human being on the streets. Oh. Is it during COVID where their streets are empty? I don't know. Uh, no, no. I mean, the only <laughs> oh, time you, the, the only, the only time you see other people in the movie, um, on the streets or anything, or, or other than like the four people that are trying to kill the vampires, the vampire that's helping the humans or the vampires is at the beginning of the movie, when she's doing a seminar. Okay. Uh, and trying to tell people what really happened. Based on my research, uh, this second movie, I think, was a straight-to-DVD release. That makes more sense. Uh, so they probably couldn't afford the extras <laughs> to walk around the streets of L.A. <laughs> well, when I was in one of the films, they just extras were free of charge, really. It's oh. like, hey, just, uh, just yeah. don't look at us. When I was an extra in a movie, I got paid with being there and getting lunch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So you got, you got craft services, at least. Yeah. All right. Very good. <laughs> so, sure. So, uh, how, tell me, Cowboy, how does that second film end? Uh, the second film ends where th- they realize there's a ship in the 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 uh, port of L.A. and they find the head person is actually on the ship. At this point, there's one, two, three people, three of the group actually get onto the ship. The vampire that was helping them gets killed. Uh, and one of the other guys gets killed, but they're on the ship. One of the girls gets killed. It's out in the middle of the ocean and Stella somehow. Oh, that's right. There's a little layer where the head girl is, like likes to soak in a bathtub of blood. Okay. Okay. And here's what I was saying. In the first movie, you were talking about how they just ripped their heads off and their blood everywhere and stuff like that. But on this ship where these vampires live, apparently, um, they hang the bodies and they drain the body of the blood. Yes, because you have to savor that. Yes. So they, they, they have all these bodies hanging there and they slit their wrists and their, their ankles or whatever, their Achilles. And they basically, they're just dripping blood into like buckets, you know, and for later use, that makes sense. Yeah. And the head, the head, uh, girl, Lolita, Lolo, something or other, I don't know. Can't remember, but, uh, she likes to take a bath in blood. She she'll lay there in blood, you know, like she's like this mistress, the head person, right? Um, 
Stella gets into a fight with her and then gets away and stumbles upon her little area where she likes to take her bath. Okay. And she still has this like sword, like machete type thing in her hand. I don't know how she held on to it through the fight with this vampire, but it <laughs> happened. Stupid. But, and I don't know where all the other vampires on the ship are because she's in this one-on-one fight with this head vampire and no other vampires in sight. So anyway, there's a lot to complain about in this okay. movie. But uh, <laughs> basically how she, how she ends up killing the girl, the head vampire, is there's these pipes over the bathtub full of blood that I guess feed the bathtub full of blood. Okay. And she puts a couple nicks in them with her little hatchet sword machete thing. Okay. So that way it's that way it's dripping blood. And then she hides. She must be a swimmer. Stella must be a really good swimmer because she holds her breath for a long time in the bathtub full of blood. Okay. And apparently she can see through blood. Wow. Because the head vampire goes in there and she's standing there right by the the tub full of blood. And she's looking around like, you know, because she can't smell her. Because all the blood. Yeah. Because Stella is in the bathtub full of blood. Makes sense. Submerged completely. And then all of a sudden you you got this camera shot from the pipes up above showing the head vampire. And then you see drips coming down and hitting the bathtub and the head vampire looks up towards the pipes where the blood's dripping from. And all of a sudden Stella pops up out of the bathtub and hacks her head off. It's like she can actually see through the blood almost. That's what I'm saying. Like she's got this. Okay. But anyway, she hacks the, the main vampire's head off and then next thing you know, you see all the vampires in the background at the opening of the room staring at her. And then they kind of part like the Red Seas and let her walk right through. All right. Uh, two things. First of all, thank you for the wrap up. So we never have to put this movie on spoilers. So, But I, apparently, apparently, no, apparently, <laughs> hold on. Apparently you learn in the second movie that – if a vampire dies from sunlight, the head vampire can bring them back by slitting her, her hand open and dropping blood into their mouth and can re reanimate um, them, reanimate them. OK, so at the end of the movie, Stella survives right off this ship. She goes back to Boro. She exhumes Eben and cuts her wrists and is draining blood into Eben's mouth, mouth, right? And then passes out. And that's the end. And then she comes to and Eben's alive. Oh, my God. Okay. But she's like, oh, my God, it's you. And they're hugging. And then Evan goes, <laughs> and then bites her neck. And then yeah. end of the movie. Oh, my God. So that's actually very um, similar to the comic where this movie came from. Um, you read the comic? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> well, it's very macabre looking. Actually, it's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, I'd say it's – 
pre- that's pretty similar to what was going on. I mean, like there's also some like changes that they made, but the ending was the same. Um, the way it worked was they had a little bit of an embrace before um, Evan turned her, so they could be together forever. Wow. Yeah, my my assumption with the way this ended was because um, they didn't show. I mean, they showed the embrace. And then they showed him his eyes open and it's all pupil and then his mouth opens and you go, Oh, he's vampire full on. And then he's just like, Bleh. but they don't show like, the hell oh, he's doing. They, they, they didn't allude it to him changing her so they can be forever. It's almost like they, they ended it there so they can make a third one. Yes. That's what I got from what you said. And based on the comic, uh, it was supposed to end there, but, because movies want to keep continuing forever. <laughs> right. Who cares? We're done. All right. Uh, let's do the last segment here. Money makes the world go round. Let's put this film into perspective with other films that came out this year to see how it held up financially to its peers. The budget for this film was $30 million. What do you think this grossed worldwide, domestic and foreign box office? Um, thirty million. Yes. So basically, um, they made a sequel, but it went straight to went straight to DVD. We, yes, we know this now. Yes. Okay. I'm 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 gonna have to say twenty one, twenty one million. Hmm. All right, Mitch. I'm gonna say forty five. Forty five. In the U.S. This grossed $39.5 million. In the foreign box office, this grossed negative. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had to pay people to watch it. <laughs> $36 million. So the total was $75.5 million. I, I, I think if you add both of ours together, we're both pretty close. Yeah. You, you want to take a joint victory here? No. Nah. All right. <laughs> this film debuted on October 19th, 2007, with $16 million, a little more than half of the budget. Not a good sign. This was the 61st highest grossing film of ni- oh, uh, 2007. <laughs> yeah. You're used to 1986, 1987. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> so many 19 movies. Number one that year. Was in, in my opinion the worst of this franchise. You want to take a guess? The worst movie you of have franchise. The worst of every franchise, though, dang Adam. From from two thousand seven, the worst film put out of a certain franchise. Spider Man. Spider Man three is what it was. <laughs> Spider Man three. Tobey Maguire trying to be badass. Is the worst thing we could have ever seen. From is that when you did Staying Alive? Yes. <laughs> I oh, like how they uh, made fun of that uh, third film. And yes. The newest one, where it was like, we don't talk about that time. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Spider Verse, I think, by sharp contrast, I think is the best Spider Man movie out of all of them. The Spider Verse, which is animated. All right. Mm. So that was 2007's 30 Days of Night, directed by David Slade. 
Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at spoilers show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions. For any opinions, questions, or movie requests. Also, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If you rate and review the show and give us a suggestion, that movie goes to the top of our list and watch before any of the movie. All right, next week, October yes. Horror Fest continues with a movie I've never heard of. Oh, let's hear it. From 2008, it is The Ruins. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know what that means. Again, I mean, the- I, I, I remember hearing of it, but I never... Yeah. Well, I give you more uh, depth into what the movie's about, but I don't want to... Well, ruins it. <laughs> uh, All right, we're done here. And on that note, good night, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. I'm Cowboy on the Mic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>